How to innovate in traditional Chinese ink wash painting is something many artists have been trying to figure out for centuries. For painter Wang Xiaoyan, inheriting ideas and techniques from old classics while also trying to break conventions has defined her career for decades. As a result of her long-term experiment and exploration, her works have seamlessly fused traditional Chinese freehand style with Japanese and Western painting techniques. I used to mainly use the drawing techniques from traditional Chinese painting in my creations. Then I learned mineral pigment painting and Western painting in Japan. I wanted to innovate and forge my own path. Following years of unremitting exploration, Wang Xiaoyan's personal style gradually began to evolve. Whenever her works were put on show, viewers could see the various sources of her artistic development acquired over the years. Liu Wanming, vice director of the National Museum of China, speaks highly of her works. Her works are permeated with traditional elements. For example, we can see her father Wang Zhu's influence on her in a work called Bamboo. However, she did not totally rely on her father's style. She created innovations and made the work more modern and more of her own. She has found her own artistic language. It seems that her landscape paintings are closer to Western creations. But you will also find the techniques used in Chinese painting if you take a closer look. I think this is a dialogue created by Wang Xiaoyan between Chinese ink wash painting and the artistic language of Western paintings. Wang Xiaoyan's father, Wang Ziwu, is a widely acclaimed Chinese painter. Blending Chinese and Western techniques in ink wash portraiture with a rigorous and unrestrained style, he plays an important role in China's artistic sphere. Wang Xiaoyan's first memories of her father, when she was a child, are of him painting every day. He didn't talk much, but he would often paint for a long time. With such an experienced mentor at hand, Wang Xiaoyan started learning to paint at the age of five. She describes her father Wang Ziwu as her first and most important teacher. Fan Di An, chairman of the China Artists Association, notes the artistic connection between Wang Xiaoyan and her father Wang Ziwu. Wang Xiaoyan gained a deep understanding of the artistic traditions of Chinese painting through her father's guidance and mentoring. Her use of brushes, ink, and colors represents the artistic accomplishments of traditional Chinese painting. While in college, Wang Xiaoyan began to have an extensive exploration in the world of art. She traveled around the country with her teachers and classmates, making plein air paintings. The fascinating cultural relic sites she visited during her journey and the lives of the people she met became the inspiration for her creations. I studied a more elaborate style of painting with heavy coloring while at the Xi'an Academy of Fine Arts. When we went to Yongle Palace in Shanxi province to copy the murals there, I was amazed by how magnificent, large, and beautiful they were. The lines in the murals were very long, with some reaching more than a meter. We did a lot of exact copies and tried to imitate the strength and elasticity of the drawing lines 
as well as the hollow strokes in the painting. Through the works she created during her college years, one could practically see the young painter was working so diligently to innovate. I was excited to see such large grapefruit at the botanical garden in Xishuangbanna in Yunnan province, so I decided to paint them after having a taste. On seeing this painting, many said the grapefruit were painted with strength, and it seemed they were heavy enough to stun people. This painting was a result of her trip to Yunnan province in southwest China during her college years. In another of her drawings from the trip, she was trying to depict a scene after a spell of rain. She used freehand and ink splashing techniques, and it turned out to be unexpectedly good. Meanwhile, she also liked very much the techniques of some Western artists while she was in college. She learned from the paintings of Spanish painter Juan Miró and Austrian painter Gustav Klimt. Their paintings are all very decorative. Encouraged by her father, Wang Xiaoyan not only studied the ink wash techniques of Chinese painting, but also copied numerous Western works as she experimented with various Western techniques. These Chinese and Western artistic influences have converged in her and one day will inspire her to make something new and of her own. In 1986, she graduated from college and found a job at the Guangzhou Academy of Fine Arts in Guangdong province in southern China. Her life and career would soon take an unexpected turn. While working at the Guangzhou Academy of Fine Arts, Wang Xiaoyan began her career as a professional painter and teacher. But she constantly felt she was living under the shadow of her famous father. She wanted to make her own name with her own achievements in the world of art. At the time, some people felt that I benefited from the fame of my father, no matter how hard I was working. I was young and wanted to go abroad to see the world. Learning of my intention, Eiko Ito said she would be my sponsor if I went to Japan. Eiko Ito is a Japanese art lover. She and Wang met at an art exhibition held in the city of Shenzhen in 1987. The two hit it off with each other instantly and soon developed a profound friendship. Wang Xiaoyan and I are like sisters. We get along with each other very well. She's a nice person. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to be a sponsor of our study in Japan. In 1988, Wang flew to Japan and actually lived with the family of Eiko Ito. Every morning, Eiko Ido and her husband cooked breakfast for me. They placed 10,000 Japanese yen on the table and said it was for my living allowance for one day. I was deeply moved. Although moved and grateful, Wang Xiaoyan didn't stay long in her friend's home. Only one month later, she moved out. I thought I was supposed to endure hardships in a foreign land, but I ended up living a comfortable life. With their good care, I would not have the tests and experience that I should have. I was strong-minded. I told myself that I must be independent. In order to support herself, Wang took many part-time jobs, such as washing dishes in restaurants. She even had some savings, thanks to her hard work and thrifty lifestyle. Every month, she sent 10,000 Japanese yen back to her family in China. 
the remittance equaled more than 600 yuan in 1988. That was a lot of money in China. I led a thrifty life in Japan. I attended school in the morning and worked in the afternoon. I ate a bowl of udon noodles for my lunch. It cost me 350 Japanese yen, and I had to stand to eat it. She avoided sitting on a chair to eat her simple lunch, as that would almost double her payment. One may wonder why Wang Xiaoyan saved money and sent it back to her parents. That's because in the 1980s, China was far less developed compared to Japan, and most Chinese families, including hers, were living a humble life, even though her father was a famous painter. In her first two years in Japan, Wang Xiaoyan attended a Japanese language school and worked on part-time jobs while preparing to apply for a Japanese art school. In 1990, she was admitted to the Tokyo University of the Arts. She became a student of Kayama Matazo, who is seen as one of the three most important contemporary artists in Japan. The works of Kayama Matazo are very decorative. He likes Chinese culture very much, and he learned and copied many paintings from the Song Dynasty. Under the guidance of this Japanese painting master. Wang Xiaoyan created many works using Japanese drawing techniques, such as a painting that depicts the spring scenery of the Ueno Park in Tokyo. Kayama Matazo taught me patiently how to paste gold foil, as well as how to paint pigeons and cherry flowers. This was different from the techniques in Chinese paintings, in which the lines are drawn first and light colors added later. In Japanese painting, the pigments are added layer by layer after being ground up. Every year, Kayama Matazo took Wang along with him to Europe. Giving the latter opportunities of doing plein air paintings in the continent, Wang visited William Shakespeare's hometown in the UK and Claude Monet's former residence in France. The visits to Europe broadened Wang's horizons and allowed her to be immersed in the rich cultural and artistic atmosphere of the continent. In her drawings at the time, she experimented with different pigments while trying out new creations. Since then, her works not only display the freehand techniques in Chinese painting. And the realism in Western painting, but also the decorative designs that she learned in Japan. She held her first art exhibition in Tokyo in 1991, less than three years after she arrived in Japan to develop her career. At the time, Japan was mired in economic crisis, and it seemed not to be a favorable time for artists to exhibit their paintings and try to sell them. Fortunately. Her teacher gave her crucial support and wrote a preface introducing Wang Xiaoyan and her paintings. Crowds of art lovers, collectors, and buyers came to her exhibition. One particular painting about peony flowers attracted much attention. One Japanese couple thought the red peony flowers depicted in my painting were majestic and full of vigor. They bought it at a very high price. In fact, the art buyer spent 1.2 million Japanese yen, an equivalent of about 9,000 U.S. dollars, on the painting. Eventually, Wang sold eight of her paintings through the exhibition. Her earnings totaled 10 million Japanese yen, or 75,000 U.S. dollars.
It was beyond my expectation. I was surprised. I became confident that I could make a living in Japan with my painting brush. The success of the exhibition opened up a new world for Wang Xiaoyan. In total, she hosted 26 exhibitions in the subsequent 20 years. She gained a large fan base there. Every time I held an exhibition in Japan, Kumon Taiko, a female collector, would come to visit. She bought a dozen of my paintings and told me that my works were full of vigor and passion. She was almost 90 years old when I last saw her. She offered to return my paintings to me. She said she had enjoyed them for nearly 20 years and it was time to let more people appreciate them. As Mount Fuji is a symbol of Japan, it has been depicted by many artists from within the country and beyond. The mountain is also one of the favorite subjects in Wang's paintings. I drew many paintings about Mount Fuji, depicting it at different times of the day, including in the morning and in the evening and from different perspectives. Mount Fuji is seen as a sacred mountain in Japan. One of my students fell seriously ill at that time, and she wanted me to draw a painting of Mount Fuji in red, saying that my paintings were full of vitality and could encourage her to keep living. It has been 20 years since then, and she is still alive and healthy. Many Japanese artists have depicted Mount Fuji in red, as though it is suffused by a glowing sunset. By comparison, the Mount Fuji depicted in Wang's painting is distinctly different. She mainly used Chinese brush lines in her paintings and used some mineral pigments as well. Wang is not only adept at creating landscape and bird and flower paintings, she is also a skilled portrait artist. One drawing depicting her teacher Kayama Matazo using some of the techniques from Chinese painting soon proved a hit in Japan's art circles. To Wong, every time she painted a portrait, it always left her brimming with fond memories. I once drew a painting of sumo wrestler Konishiki Yasokichi. He is from Hawaii and looks different from Asian people. It took me 40 minutes to draw him using traditional Chinese freehand techniques. He was pleased with my work, saying it was very vivid and lifelike. As more Japanese art lovers were fond of Wang Xiaoyan's works, many asked to learn from her the Chinese painting skills. As a result, in 2006, she opened up several painting studios in Japan and named the group of people learning with her Yan He Hui. There were many Japanese students learning painting with me. Some of them suggested we should give a name to us. Yan, meaning swallow, is an auspicious bird in both Japanese and Chinese culture, and He means peace or harmony. Thus, we named us Yan He Hui. To give her students a better understanding of the profound culture behind Chinese art, Wang Xiaoyan often brought them to China to visit historical sites and famous sceneries. Among the many tourist and historic sites in China, she often took them to tour the picturesque Lijiang River in Guangxi Zhuang Autonomous Region and the Temple of Heaven in Beijing, an historic site with a history of more than 600 years. 
After learning Chinese painting, many of her students have hosted their own exhibitions, much to her delight. More importantly, through her own example, Wang has changed their outlook on traditional Chinese painting. They used to think that traditional Chinese paintings only feature one color. After studying with me, they changed their mind. They learned that the lines used in elaborate style painting are singular, and colors can also be rich and heavy. I also taught them about different kinds of freehand paintings and portraiture. They felt that it's quite necessary to learn Chinese painting, saying that it's one of the best parts of Chinese painting culture created by our ancestors. Noticing Wang's efforts in promoting Chinese culture in Japan, Liu Kejian, a former diplomat of the Chinese embassy in Tokyo, says Wang has served as a good private ambassador, promoting friendship between the Chinese and Japanese people. We need more people like Wang Xiaoyan from the artistic circles to promote exchanges and friendship between ordinary Chinese and Japanese. Miss Wang has made a contribution in this regard. With her hard work, Wang has really made her name in the world of art. She fulfilled her original aspiration to walk out of her father's shadow and become independent as an artist. But one call from her family would eventually pull her back to the side of her father and China. One day in 2010, while in Japan, Wang Xiaoyan received a call from her family saying her father fell ill and was hospitalized. Having a deep affinity with her father, she decided to leave Japan for China to see him and take care of him. When he fell ill, I'd rather I became ill instead of him. It's painful for me to see him suffering. My brother and I took turns to take care of him in hospital. While looking after her father, she continued her painting career and her artistic styles were continuously developing. After I returned to my homeland, I began to feel that traditional Chinese painting is the most beautiful style. So I've started using more ink wash lines in my works. Painting is like my diary. I like nature, especially when the flowers bloom in spring. Seeing fine scenes like the flowers and the red walls in Beijing makes me want to paint more. Painting is my lifetime career, and I need to keep learning and innovating. Her paintings, featuring different cultures and civilizations, have gradually gained attention in her home country. In 2023, the People's Fine Arts Publishing House, one of China's top publishers in the fine art area, plans to publish a monograph of her works. While continuing to develop her artistic career in China, Wang Xiaoyan has tried to promote the influence of her father. The daughter has long been an admirer of the father, and she has witnessed his hard struggle in life and the world of art. Back in 1976, her father Wang Wu was 40 years old. A collection of his portrait paintings was published and widely applauded in artistic circles. But he was on the brink of death. In a self-portrait, he wrote several lines on the edges to show his ambition, stating he aimed to create eternal masterpieces and would never stop painting until death took him away. 
This self-portrait was done in the spring of 1976. He was gravely ill at the time. He suffered from tuberculosis and often vomited blood while painting. He said that he would devote his last ounce of energy and last moment of life to painting, as he felt he would die soon. Fortunately, Wang Ziwu survived and lived into his 80s. The father's devotion to art has been inspiring and a source of pride for Wang Xiaoyan. In 2016, voluminous albums of the paintings by Wang Ziwu were published thanks to the efforts of his daughter. Wang Xiaoyan presented the albums as a birthday gift for her father, who turned 80 years old that year. Three years later, she established an art research institute named after her father in the city of Shenzhen. On December 8, 2021, Wang Ziwu passed away. Exactly one year later, in memory of her beloved father, Wang Xiaoyan orchestrated an art exhibition featuring about 100 famous paintings done by Wang Ziwu. I miss him so much. The art exhibition was held in memory of him. Not only me, a lot of people missed him very much. He has left us a rich legacy of art. Art belongs to all mankind, and we should share it with others. As a painter herself, Wang Xiaoyan says she will never stop her pursuit in creating new masterpieces of art, just like her father had done in his lifetime. With that, we conclude this edition of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary people in China, follow us on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just key in "footprints" and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.